Hello, you caught me looking at the Mayor's Minutes. I'm watching you on TV, watching me on TV. So welcome to uh, Mayor's Minutes. Uh, thrilled to be here with uh, the Ed McMahon of Bethune, uh, Joel Ferretra. Welcome hey. back, Counselor. How are you doing? I don't know. Are you going to be able to hear me from over here? Yeah. Okay. Checking in, Sepwitz. Can I hear you? Yes, yeah, I can. Yeah. Good evening, June. Welcome back. Uh, we got a lot. This is, uh, in my day and age, we used to call this the potpourri kind of show. We got some really cool stuff. I don't know if Ryan had a chance to talk to you about it. We got some ancestry stuff we're going to show um, that I actually bumped into. I want to give kudos to the Nevins Library. We're going to show some of the stuff that you're able to see from. Yeah, I never got a chance to look it up. I oh, know it's, we... We're going to show my family history um, so that you know how to do your own. It's incredible. And I didn't put stuff out there. There's tons of stuff out there. All right, I was looking for my father's service dates. I bought a, a flag. Uh, for his love, um, you know, his time in the Marine Corps. Unbelievable what you can find this day and age online, right? And right here in our own city in Nevins Library. So we're going to get to that. Uh, good afternoon, Bev, Joyce, uh, Morell, uh, my cousin Cheryl's watching. All right, so g- good to talk to you. Let's let's get into the COVID numbers first. So I'll start with this. So the mayor issued an executive order yesterday that says in all city buildings we're masking back up. And uh, the critics are going to say, well, Mayor, you already had COVID. Ola Ralfi Kumata. But we are, are still in an upward trend. The numbers are actually a little bit better this week than they were last week. Uh, but we're still on the rise. And everything uh, that we're seeing tells us we're going to see kind of a peak here through uh, the beginning of October. Uh, but if you get, forget everything else we said in the show, there will be trick-or-treat. If the bubonic plague comes next week, we will have took a treat, right? There we so, go. Lesson learned. All right, so 113 new cases this week. So you say, well, that's not great. It's not, but we had 117 recoveries. So we're always in the positive mode when the recoveries exceed the new cases, right? And that's something we haven't been in um, since uh, for about a month and a half, and now all of a sudden we've, we've kind of recovered there. So 8,254 total confirmed residents. Uh, 6463 recoveries reported. Uh, that doesn't mean we have 1,000 people walking around with active cases. I keep saying that, right? So it's just the way the numbers balance out. Question. So contact tracing. Yep. How is that going at this point? Because I remember when we had our spike last winter, yeah. it, really, it really lagged, and yeah. people weren't able to. Yep. Like, I know people that like, were already contacted by the time their quarantine yep. was supposed to be up. How we able? How we keep it on top of that with this? Yeah, is it the actually, city or is it the state doing yeah, it? Yeah. So it was the state. So so, um, and, and the the correct answer to your question is there was a little bit of both. In the very first early days of uh, COVID, you heard me come on the show and and sing the praises of nurses uh, who volunteered and school nurses who helped the city do contact tracing, and then quickly they became unmanageable, and the state stepped in and started doing it for all the communities. Well, we found that unmanageable uh, from the standpoint, I think we remember when you had it, right? By the time you got called, it was kind of... My wife got called, yeah. It was come off, a, yeah. come off a quarantine when yeah. it was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and I did get called when I I, I got it, uh, but I, I would say this to you. Um, so on the council agenda for Monday night, it's great that you bring this up, is a $624,000 grant that Felix Zemmel, our director of inspectional services and health, has is, is gone after, and that is entirely focused on contact tracing. 
All right, so that's a good thing. That would be that we have some level of control over it. We hire the people with at six hundred twenty-four thousand. So before somebody uh, goes out on social media and posts something, a lot of erroneous stuff gets posted on social media. I'm not going to get it. You know, there's a there's a post out there today that somebody, as I was walking in here, said, "Hey, you know, they're questioning uh, Chief Sheehy and his uh, appointment to the retirement. The Chief Sheehy doesn't get appointed to the retirement board by." Um, uh, city Council. So that's a flawed argument that's out there on Facebook. That's not the way it works. It's not like the other boards and commissions. The Retirement Pension Board is a separate standalone function. That appointee is the mayor's appointee. Um, and every mayor, including this mayor, has appointed Chief Sheehy uh, because I think they do a great job. Um, so um, you got to be careful, I guess what I'm saying. This is $624,000. What's important, I don't want you to lose this thread here, is nothing comes out of the pocket of the Methuen taxpayer. So that, that contact tracing will be paid for entirely out of that grant. We will staff people and pay them uh, for years out of that grant. So that's a good thing. Um, control and funding without reaching into the taxpayer's pockets is kind of a unique concept. So. There we go. Um, okay. So, uh, when will the city of government page post on Facebook the fall 2020 leaf pickup? Uh, yeah, so, Teresa, so, Teresa's getting a hot start. So, um, so uh, we have been aggressively pursuing trying to buy a Packer truck. Uh, there's great difficulty buying some vehicles right now. You may know that, um, uh, unless it's already built. Um, so, we are looking at... Um, Leasing or renting or contracting right now, right? And we will publish those dates as soon as we have them, Teresa, right? So um, so long and the short of it is uh, that's the answer. Okay, back to the COVID charts. So um, so uh, Scott McNamara will be appointed police chief. Uh, I don't believe the council will vote that down on Monday the 20th. That's a good thing. Um, uh, the new cases are down last week, 131 to 113 this week. That's good. Methuen Day is coming up Saturday, October 2nd. I hope to see everybody out at Methuen Day. There's food trucks. There's all kinds of processes downtown, and we're we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, Eunice and the Economic Development Committee and those, the Methuen Day Committee, are doing a great job spearheading that. So make sure you mark your calendars for Saturday, October 2nd, and spend some time with us downtown. It's going to be blocked off. Uh, even at the Patriots Bridge part of it. Um, we are currently interviewing for uh, Bill Buckley's replacement, economic development head. Um, and I want to talk about, so I'm going to stop there, pause there, and say you put a post out yesterday that I jumped in on. I hate to jump in on posts. So, so the zoning board is the process for people to come in and tell us what they think about, right? Yep. So understand that is an elderly living complex, I, want, I don't want to use the wrong words, behind Nevins. So would not add to our schools, would not add to our traffic, and, and I get that people got concerns. And it's your right to come to the zoning board and express your concerns if that's what your concern is. Right. So I put that out there because yep. um, I had somebody screenshot the, I guess the city, you can sign up on the website and then you get all the no public notices. Correct. So somebody screenshotted that, sent that to me. Yeah. So Good thing. Looking, right? Looking, yeah. looking to get some input. But yeah, then, luckily, um, Jody Geary, yeah. I reached out to her. She sent me the information. She's terrific, yeah. You know, so now I'm going to put that, I'm going to put the yeah. supporting information yeah. out there with it. And I think that's, oh, I think there's, so you experience it every day. There's a lot of distrust still with the, with the government. Absolutely. So if, you know, when 
when that's put out there without any support and documents, we kind of hurt ourselves at that point. Couldn't agree so, more. So, you know, when you... But I, I, would say that, I would say this to you, Counselor. Yeah. So you're right, and we got to do a better job at that. But part of it is uh, you got to understand... So, And then I saw facts thrown in. Our schools are already overcrowded. So uh, you're talking to a guy who sits on the school committee, and I can tell you that our numbers are down. They're not up. Right? We added 5 million from the city side to the school budgets, our class enrollment sizes. Uh, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing with the super, uh, on the show last week. They're great. They haven't been this good in a while. So that's a combination of uh, a reduced number plus additional funding and hiring. Right? So all I ask is we've got to do a better job sharing information on the city side. Please don't leap to a conclusion before you know. Ask the question, do you have every, and I want to make sure, I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything offensive on the post. All I said was, this is an elderly housing unit, right? So let's know what we're talking about here. So impact on schools, zip, right? I, I joked with somebody, if it, there's an impact on school, we should call Ripley's Believe It or Not, because they're going to want to be in here and, and talk to us. So, um, and then I, I drew, yeah. it's right down the, it's in my neighborhood, so I went there last night. Yep. You know, so it's the current right element care building. So that, you know, right now that's a one-level building where I'm, I assume it's going to end up being demolished. Correct. And then built up where element correct. care would stay on the bottom and, and the housing would be You are 100% correct, right? So, and so but, uh, you know, we've got to share more detail. But the forum for that discussion, I guess, and, and is not social media, is the zoning board itself. Go to the zoning board and have a discussion. And I want to say, you know, people said, no, they don't listen. You're wrong when you say we don't listen to you. We do listen to you. Right? We're trying to do the best thing for the city. Remember, this is a guy who's trying to minimize the tax impact on you, right, while maximizing the infrastructure. I think what, right? I think, yep, I think people pay attention to the city council meetings. They watch, you know, they watch this show, I'm sure, because yep. it's. They and when it comes to download the podcast. And yeah. when, when it comes to all these yeah, other boards staying. and commissions. Yeah. They don't come with a lot of publicity, Agreed. so a lot of people aren't paying attention. Agreed. So, therefore, you know, one of the reasons I share that, because I know 99% of the people in Methuen aren't going to see that posting when it came to the zoning board. And, so and by the way, people, I don't want you to take that was not criticism. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with you sharing. Sharing the agenda is a great thing. When we square off into a dialogue where we're addressing a problem that we don't even know is a problem yet, uh, you know, I get it. And, and I get that there's distrust, and we, we've got to erode, you know, Gradually buy into that. People will learn that, hey, there's a, a forum to do this, right? And yep. so, Yeah, so um, I think just, you yeah. know, for those people that want to stay, continue to be in touch with what's going on, it's not just city council meetings and school committee meetings. There's all these other boards and commissions that you should sign up to the website, get the notifications on those hearings, and you'll see what's going to be on the agenda for those. So I think that's another piece that a lot of people are missing, that they should really get, you know, get signed up and get all those notices. Yep. And Teresa shared the Facebook uh, site for uh, Methuen Day, just in case anybody's interested. All right, keep going with the charts as I get stuck here at the 12-minute mark. Yeah. Um, so of the 113 new positive, 36 were fully vaccinated, 16 Moderna, 15 Pfizer, 3 Gents. So there's additional breakthroughs. Uh, I'm going to say this one more time. You know, my case, would I, I am fully convinced it would have been far more severe if I was not vaccinated. And if there's a third booster shot that comes out and I'm eligible, I will take it. And I turn to the people I love, and I will say the same thing. But I remember I said in this show last week, the weird part of this virus is the three people I live with, my son, my daughter, and my uh, son's girlfriend, did not get it 
and tested twice. The son who doesn't live with me, who I saw for maybe 10 minutes, he got it. So some of it is when and how, right? So just remember that. Okay, charts. Yeah, there's the gender, 4570 on the male side. uh, Excuse me, female side, 4228 on the male. Keep going. Uh, You can see that the under 19 is still running the table here in distribution by age since the beginning. Um, the weekly cases. Ryan is making the charts now, and he's making the numbers smaller because he wants the mayor to have a hard time reading them so that people know the mayor's old and the mayor is old. There are eight in the 70 plus, 11 in the 60 to 69, 11 in the 50 to 59, 11 in the 40 to 49, dead heat there. Um, I don't know how many. It looks like 16 in the 30 to 39. He didn't put a number. 18 in the 20 to 29, and 38 in the under 19. And as you've said several times, Counselor, you would expect that number at the bottom to be larger because that's the higher unvaccinated. Now, having said that, we were at the 57% vaccination mark. We're still trailing the state by almost 10 full percentage points. All right, that's troubling. So I know we met, we had our committee meeting for athletic and recreation enhancement. Yeah. Nancy Zabo came to the meeting and she gave me, she sent me today a bunch of information that we're going to send out to all the youth leagues. Not not pushing vaccines, letting letting people make their choices, but giving them the information so they can make an educated decision on whether they yep. want their child to be vaccinated or not. You know, there's, there's a lot of rules for athletes when it comes to high school and youth sports and what you sure. can and can't do as compared to vaccinated or vac- unvaccinated. Yep. If you're unvaccinated, you're a close contact, you're done for 10 days. Right. Where if you're vaccinated, you have the um, test and stay policy. Right. So, you know, is that, that may be part of a child's decision on what they want to do when it comes to vaccine or not, but... Let's give them the information and they can make that decision. I love that you said that. So um, so a reminder, make sure you return the test and state paperwork to the schools when you get it. Uh, and secondly, um, this Friday night is the home opener for the Methuen Rangers football team. Friday Mark. night football, we've been dying for this. In three years. You're going to be there? I'll be doing it for MCS. There you go. In the booth with Chris Dahl. I'm going to crash the booth now that I know you're doing it. Um, so um, there will be a vaccination and test site there. You don't have to, but if you're not vaccinated or you're not tested, great time when you come out to the game. But if you're, you're, if you're a minor, you're going to need parent or guidance Absolutely. signature yep. to get tested. So yeah, it's, not like you're, do... it's not like they're going to be running around finding 13-year-olds and shooting them up. Absolutely you know, you've got to be able to have a parent there with you to sign the paperwork. Absolutely correct. So go to my uh, big three chart next. Big three is getting smaller and smaller. I got to talk to Ryan. He's trying to make this harder. My eyes. Uh, I don't know about you people at home. 258 cases the last two weeks in Methuen. So well beyond Havel's 191, almost at Havel's, uh, excuse me, Lawrence's 306. Uh, cumulative Methuen's at 8254 against 8856 in Havel. So you can see that the number is significant. If you go to the next chart, which is the incident rate. Uh, we actually went down from 32.1 to 29.1, so that's positive news as well. See a slight dip. Hopefully that trend continues. Uh, the forecast was that the rate would be high through September and then level off in October and then probably uh, uptick around the holidays again. Uh, and then the last one is, yeah, so if you look at the rate, so Lawrence is at a positive rate of 5.81, Havel's at 3.83, Methuen's up to 5.36, meaning a little bit more than five out of every 100 people that tested are testing positive for the, for the vaccine. Now, this is where um, this last set of two charts, so this is right from the state 
website, and you should go out and check this yourself. So the state is at 72%, 72.2% for first dose. Methuen is at 62%. So that's on that left-hand side there. I would have circled that. And then for fully vaccinated, the state is at 65 and Methuen is at 56.8. So we're trailing by um, almost 9%. You have a, 9%. Do you have a compare? What were they at? What were those numbers last week? Because I'm feeling yeah. like at this point, it can't be a huge bump week yeah. to week. So great. We were at 56.4 last week. We went 56.4 to 56.8 for fully vaccinated. And for first dose, we went from 61.7 to 62. All right, so we're moving the needle, but not consequentially. A couple hundred people are vaccinated. Yeah, Yeah. so take advantage of these, uh, you know, pop-up vaccination and and websites. Um, And again, it goes without saying that um, I love that you talked to Nancy Zabel in the CARES meeting. Our our DPH nurse, uh, Nancy Zabel, call her. Right. If you've got questions or concerns related to vaccination. Uh, so we're still partnering with Great Lawrence Family Health. You still can get tested. You still can get vaccinated. Um, and you should do that while you can. And then the last chart, Ryan always puts in there just to show me that he knows where Essex County is. There it is. I'm not really sure even the mayor understands this chart. Um, shows that uh, the actual number for Methuen was 8254. Um, and that's where we get that from the uh, city and town data on the website. You can see also Lawrence is 21253. You can't see Havel on this because you'd have to slide up. But if you go to that website, um, it's amazing the, the amount of data you can see. So all the information we present to you uh, typically gets pulled from this state website. Right? So verifiable. All right. So uh, that's the COVID update. The news is um, not terrible. The news is not great. Uh, it's again, it's plan, don't panic. All right. So uh, take advantage of um, some of the opportunities. Uh, let's see. Uh, will there be a Halloween event this year? Next. Will there be a Halloween event this a year? Gray next? Store? At the I know gray it's usually is it usually more like a fall festival than a, than yeah. Halloween, right? But there is yeah. costume contest, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we're definitely looking to do that. Um, um, so, are you going to buy the candy? Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying the candy. No way. Um, so, you know, um, we're going to do trick or treat. Um, if trick or treat was tomorrow or next week, we'd be doing it. The well, I think, would be doing it. right because I think at, at this point, with all the new guidance and all the restrict, when it comes to outside, yeah, there is zero restrictions. If you're, if you and I were outside. No mask. Sit next to each other. Yeah. No, we're not even considered close. When, when I would give my contact tracing information, yeah. I wouldn't have to give you as a as a close contact because we're outdoors. Yeah. So, so I think Steve, it, I know, you know something like trick or treating is not going to be affected yeah. by this. And Steve Angelo just answered in yes, Halloween Fall Festival at Great Court. And he's got a, and he's the Sandlot's finally coming to Great Court too, yeah. right? People are going to think Teresa gets like a commission from the city for asking questions. She's like a machine out there. Yeah, she's uh, got planting something. Anomalous said, um, I go, hello, Anomalous. Good to see you. Mass related. A thing I just found out a lot of people didn't get properly informed of. We said, we still, you still have to cover your mouth, nose when you cough and sneeze, even when you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Use a disposable tissue. Cover your mouth and nose. If you do not have a tissue, use the inside of your elbow. Most of our masks are meant to filter regular breathing and speech, not aggressive coughing or sneezing. We should still still be covering our sneeze and sanitize you have to eat more mass and that is 100% accurate so um, 
Do you have an update on the availability of COVID booster shots? Other than that we're looking at an October time frame. So the state has reached out. I, th- I think I said this last week, Teresa. The state has reached out. Methuen has said we would be willing to do COVID booster shots. So now um, we're in the planning discussions with the state on um, and I dri- doses, et cetera, et cetera, and all that. You want to go through so, that battle again? Yeah. Now, I, I sit here and I say, uh, I'm completely, I don't know if it's different dosage or different, you know, I assume it's the same stuff, but, um, you know, at, at what point, you know, spoilage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, some of it, you know, we'd have to talk to Nancy and bring her back on the show. So, okay. So um, that's kind of uh, the reminder. Go back to the mask. If you're going into any public building in the city of Methuen, inside to the council's point, um, you must mask up to go inside. So the employees must mask up if they're not six feet apart. Um, we have a general rule that says if your feet are moving, your mask is on. Um, and that's out of courtesy to others. If you're a customer coming into City Hall, uh, we're still working the customer service station. You're going to see some additional changes there, but um, a mask up. We ask you to mask up. All right. And the same thing is true if you go in to visit the fire station, police station, uh, DPW, mask up when you go in and visit, please. It's no different than right now. The schools are all already Correct. We're doing that since they opened. Correct. So. All right, so I'm ready to go. So uh, I, I wanted to show. I wanted to share this with the crowd. Maybe I'm going to share something that you guys already know, and maybe you know, Council. Look at this, MCS way ahead of me as always. Um, so this is the Nevins Library, and, and by the way, what a fabulous resource Nevins Library is. What a fabulous, fabulous resource. So, um, and I tell you what happened. So last week, um, after my COVID recovery, I'm back, and I want to buy a flag for my father. And I couldn't remember his dates of service and, you know, what branch. I knew he was in the Marines. I didn't know exactly, you know, I knew he had eventually been a drill instructor, but I didn't know where he started, the whole nine yards. So um, the chief of staff, the outgoing chief of staff, and by the way, tomorrow is the changeover in chief of staff. So I want to publicly wish uh, Janet Dean and Tally all the best in the world. She's worked very hard for the community, and we appreciate everything she's done. Uh, and she kind of walked me through this. So this is a Nevin's the website, and if you go over here where it says, if you see where this says Discover and Online Resources, so Discover, and then the tab down is Online Resources. And when it comes up, Right down here in the middle of the page is genealogy. I don't know if you can see what my cursor is. You hit that genealogy. And then you scroll down the page to the second ancestry here. And you just learn more here. And so now it's going to ask you for your library card. I'm going to put my super secret. If You have to use your library card information. So you should all have a library card. Don't write down my number. And then you use your password. And I want to show you why this is. So this is a really cool thing. So this is, uh, I don't want them at MCS keeping my password on there. So this is really cool. This is ancestry you're kind of in. But watch this here. So I'm, uh, this is literally what we did in the office, and I wish I could give you a picture of my face when you did it. Now, my dad came from the South. His name was Billy Mitchum. Now, I know it's spelled wrong in here, um, and I'm going to show you this. 
and he was born in 1930. And that's, you know, now my father was not born in Bethune, and you're going to see. Um, so this is my dad. This is all about my dad, who was born 23rd December 1930 in Burlington, North Carolina, and his father and mother. And if you come down here to family trees, there's tons of information. Now, I'm going to get a little sensitive here. Uh, this is the family tree right here, and there's all kinds of photos. This is, I'm going to click on this family tree, and that right there, that you can, that is a picture of my mom and dad at the beach, Salisbury Beach in 1952. Really? I didn't know that was out there. When I came into it, it was really emotional for me. I was like, wow. Um, and it, it correctly identifies that my dad was in law enforcement and military service, right? And he passed on January 20th, 1996, far too young. He was a young man. And then you go through his life events, and then you see graduated from high school in 1949. And here he goes to Paris Island in 1951. And then he, someplace down here, he's 2nd Marine Division, 6th Marine Infantry Regiment, Heavy Mortar Gunner. Uh, and this is amazing. And, and by the way, um, you know, there's all these other supplemental facts. That are, this is my grandfather, Junius Clydeberry. This is my grandmother, both who passed before I was born. And this is my beloved mom who passed and my brother who passed away. Right, and so I can get to, I can get to my mom's family this way, and there she is. This is a picture of my mom, and I don't, you know, there's some really good research that somebody went into here, right? Um, when she got married, August 27, 1952, assumption with the reception of the Red Tavern, while my father was on military leave. All right, so amazing the, the, the level of information that you can, you can get to. Now, let me explain. So this is my uh, grandfather on my mother's side. This is my grandmother on my mother's side. Uh, this is my dad, obviously. This is my brother passed. This is my brother who's still alive. Um, so this is all available to you from the website. And I was, that's my mom and dad right there. At the beach. The thing so. we mentioned, it's only, you only can look up ancestors. You're not going to be able to look up your neighbor's right. information and track right. all that stuff. Right. Because if you, you're still living, it's going to come back correct. as private. That's what it shows over here. So uh, I have my brother Bill and myself. Uh, we, we're shown as private. But, it, you know, you can see all the information here. And, and I was blown away. So I went out and bought my dad a flag on the Field of Honor. I hope you did, too. Um, also one that recognizes law enforcement because you can go down here before somebody says, oh, that ain't true. Um, you can see he was the deputy chief of police in Methuen in 1980 when he retired. And so it was many moons ago, but um, I still remember him fondly. So anyway, take advantage of that. And again, let me remember what, let me remind you, this is all available through the Nevins Library. Kudos, Nevins Library, yet another coup d'etat. Right, this is just an amazing thing. Uh, you help the mayor out, and um, you know you can look at gallery of pictures and things like that too. If you, if there's, here you go. Look at his articles. So this is the picture I talked about my mom and dad at the beach. Look at that, 1956. And you know what makes me emotional is that's my grandmother's writing. Oh, so she the wrote picture. the date. Is that she wrote the date? So. 
I remember her handwriting. So, uh, small world. Anyways, and you can look at, you know, there's articles. Um, and I don't know how they get all of it. You know, somebody in some of the families must have done something. Um, and there's a listing of the family. Just so you know. All right. So lots of things that you're able to get to, um, um, you know, from entirely from by just using your your um, <clears throat> your library card, which is really impressive. So uh, long and short of it, take advantage of a great resource available at your fingertips. Go out there and take a look at your family. Right and. Uh, uh, that's all I'll say about this, unless Kelsey have anything to add. No, I, I, I don't have. A, I haven't had a chance to check it out, but I'm definitely going to probably kill an hour at some point later yep. on this week and and check it out. So, yeah. you know, we my my kids are much older now, but you know, going down to that basement room at the library with Miss Kathy and yeah, Miss Kathy, yep. you know, doing all of those, you know. Yeah, you know, doing all those activities. It's a great resource. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So. Um, Anyways, uh, use this use this tool um, that Nevins provides, and it comes free. Uh, all I did was use my my library card and my password to get online, and you can too. So I'm going to have Nevins back and talk about some other features related to the website, but yet another one. And I did see um, on the main website that there was something James Patterson related. So I got to catch that before I log out. So. I don't know if there were questions on any of that. This is the one. I, look at look at the look at this an article. This is an article from when my dad went into. Um, so it tells you who put it in. Liddell. This is a, somehow related to me. That put a newspaper article from January first, nineteen fifty-three, in the Burlington, North Carolina Daily Times News. Right. So there you go. Small world. Uh, great information at your fingertips. Take advantage of it. I was like super psyched. All right. So let's get off of the computer for now and back to the studio. All right. Um, so um, let's talk about uh, a couple things like uh, the, the update from the Cures. Did you want to give an update from the Cures committee the other night? Well, it was kind of we were simultaneous with the reorg meeting. So. Yep. It was kind of, you know, a couple of members were would kind of double duty. But I think right now what we're going to do is, you know, wait, we're going to wait on the reorg, yep. make sure that gets approved, and then we'll be able to kind of go forward from there. I know um, a lot of the leagues gave us their list of facilities they use, issues at those facilities, and kind of a wish list yep. of things they like to see done down yep. there. And I think the, the goal is going to be when it comes to, like, the huts in the fields is – Establishing what what is the city going to be responsible for, and what is the individual organizations going to yep. be responsible for? Yep. So when it comes to let's use baseball fields for example, you know the city's going to probably you know at the beginning of the season grass will be cut, everything will be edged, pitches mounds, batters boxes will be all done. So now, but when it comes to every day, you know the, the organization is going to you know be responsible for raking things out. Yep. You know, even and then when after a couple of weeks, you know, like when the right-handed batter's box gets sunken down and the pitcher's mound gets worn away, then the city would come down, fill those holes, broom it. Yep. So I think there's a right now there's a lot of positivity with these groups and waiting to see what's going to happen yeah. with Steve Angelo to see how we move forward with that. I think it's going to be yep. huge for 
this reorg will be huge for the youth sports organizations because right now you've had to hop through so many different channels. Right now, everything's going to be in one spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we've heard some ridiculous stories of things that's happened in the past. So yep. like the baseball field, yep. the infield was the responsibility of the city, and the outfield was the responsibility of the school department when it yeah. came to maintaining the, the field down at the mm-hmm. high school bus loop. Like little thing. So understand. they would cut the grass on the outside. DPW was responsible for the infield and the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, like things like that that have always yep. happened. So it's, I think eventually we're going to get to the point um, where everyone's going to know what, who's responsible for what yep. and how it's going to be maintained. You yeah. know? And I think you bring up something important here. So I want to speak to the ARPA funding. So the city has $46 million in ARPA funds that if you pay attention to the council meetings, the council accepted the grants last um, Last council meeting. Seven. And, and, and so this time the, the contract for Melanson is on the agenda. Melanson will be the compliance arm, and they're already providing that for other cities and towns. Um, okay, the $46 million, let's talk candidly about it. Um, you know, this mayor wants to do something with some of the fields and the parks in the city. This is the time to do it. And, and not just fields and parks. I mean... So uh, uh, the tennis court at the high school, if we're ever going to fix it, now's the time. If we're going to take the one on Copley Drive and make it a, you know, tennis court slash uh, pickleball, pickleball, thank you, Um, now's the time. Uh, We're going to list all these projects and prioritize these and have open discussions about where the money goes and what it gets used. I don't expect the $46 million to be used entirely on the field and parks. I do expect to use some of it on fields and parks. And a perfect example is uh, Forest Lake. So I, I want to appeal to the public and tell you that I want to... Uh, Forest Lake is a diamond in the rough, but it is desperately in need of some renewal. Is that a good term to use? Right? So yeah. we, we need new bathrooms. Uh, a new shower for people to wash off outside, I'm talking. We need to, you know, create a snack shack, revitalize those trails, redo the playground. That's not millions of dollars. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? I'd like to see and then the beach being more and accessible. Yeah, and, 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 and a bigger beach, right? And there's that giant drainage pipe right in the middle. I was talking to some, I had a meeting with some folks today. And I guess, you know, those are some levels of project that we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about, you know, what the <clears throat> CARES slash recreation director comes back with for a list of projects, prioritized projects. And then I've got a list of uh, water sewer projects, right? Some of which are multi-million dollar projects. And so our job is to effectively manage the use of that money to, to do the things that most improve the quality of life of Methuen's residents. Because so, I know we've talked good. about, you know, before we talked about using... That on top of Chapter 90 money when it came to yep. paving streets. Yep. But, you know, there's stipulations with this money, so then it came back, well, you can't do that unless you're doing, if you're doing water, water and sewing Correct. updates on that street. Now Correct. you can use that money to repave. Correct. You know, I've, I've, I had a long conversation with somebody today about sidewalks. Yep. Um, issues on, you know, it's been on social media a lot about <laughs> Davis Road, yep. um, Milk Street, Forest Street, Lowell Street. Those main roads that people are walking on, that there's no sidewalks available. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, would we love sidewalks on every street in every city? Yes, but there's going to yes. have to be a priori- yeah. prioritize it. So, to me, like you think of Forest Street, 
where now that you're on the school committee, so you like if you live within X amount of miles of the school, you're not eligible for busing. Right. Well, if you live on Forest Street, how are you walking up to Palm Street to get to yep. the marsh? Agreed. So, you know, Agreed. if you're Davis, if you're a walker and you're leaving the Tenney going the back roads, there's no sidewalks on Davis Road if you're going down towards yeah. East Street. I want to make sure people understand. So we spent, th- we're going to, by the time we're finished, we're going to spend $3 million on uh, paving and sidewalks uh, this year. Um, and the city is willing to spend more. I can't use it on ARPA funding. So I've got to wait for the Chapter 90 money, and that kind of prohibits use for unaccepted roads, right? So we still have that, you know, w- there's a point in time where we need to have a discussion with the council and discuss, you know, um, some of the unaccepted roads. We've got to pave them at some point in time because otherwise they become unmanageable. Um, and there has to be, by law, the ability for... Uh, Emergency vehicles to get in on even unaccepted ways, right? So exactly. that's that's why we plow them. That's why we uh, provide access to them. So um, I think you know we have to have a common sense approach, yeah. right? So the plan is, uh, and and I have the data back to give council. Somebody was it you that asked, or was it somebody else that asked for an update on the paving plan? I think that was Councillor Samard. Okay, so I'm going to send that to the council. I have that. We're going to pave $3 million worth of roads. That's the good news. Um, is your road on it? Maybe not. My road's not on it. I would say if my road was on it to do a sidewalk, my neighbors will probably hate this when they hear it. I told them the last road you're going to do in the city is the, the road that the mayor lives on, right? Uh, so, um, but just remember, uh, we sent the thing out in the Methuen Connection, the newsletter, saying, hey, if you have an idea, drop an email to Ryan Hamilton at City Hall, Right? And so far, he's only had three or four ideas, and all of them have been paving. And to the council's point, um, and I appreciate you citing that, uh, our hands are tied. If we're not doing water sewer related to it, we're not allowed to use ARPA funds on paving, right? Um, Now, if there's a separate infrastructure amount that comes with the rules change, I don't know. You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But uh, our job is to take this $46 million and use it in the maximum way to improve the quality of life of Methuen residents. That's what we intend to do. So if you get an idea, send it in. If it's not compliant, we'll let you know. Right? We'll run it by Melanson and say, hey, is this something we could do it on? And so before we go, it doesn't mean it'll get done. When we talk to council about what we want to do, uh, make sure they understand. Now, uh, just so folks understand, most of what we're going to do with that $46 million, 99.99%, uh, would be virtually impossible for council not to see it. This is why I want to keep going back to this. We, we get into this we-they discussion that the council needs to see every nickel. That's, council needs to see everything that's over $50,000, right? In this case, that will probably be just about everything. And i give you a perfect example. When we do Forest Lake, it's not going to be anything out of $50,000. Um, uh, we're going to bring... You know, we've got uh, a landscape design. We've got capital money to redo Gill Avenue. So we've got a quote from a landscape designer. That's an $80,000 contract for the design and layout. Well, that just because we have a capital plan, the charter requires that the contract go to city council. So I, I, I worry that people, you know, sometimes get confused with some of the semantics. There's no... Large buckets of money getting hidden from anybody. Well, I think it's, it's all there. I think people are going to be shocked yeah. when it comes to 
how not how, like how short forty six million dollars is going to get you. That's my point. It's you know you when you hear forty six million, you're like, oh, this is awesome. We can but go when forever. You, but when you look at it from a municipality standpoint, you got to pay prevailing wage. So yep. what you and I would pay for to get our driveway paved yep. is probably a third of what it would cost the city Amen. of Methuen to have that same section yeah. of road paved. And then also when it comes to engineering designs, you mentioned Gill Ave. Yeah. We, $250,000 was put in the capital improvement for that. Yep. One third of that is just for the architect to come right. up with plans. Right. I know um, yep. Matt Curran mentioned at the care meeting that when Phil Huntress in the Huntress Sports did the track, it was designed to make sure that if the city ever decided they wanted to go back, and put turf down inside that it was designed that way that you could go in there without disrupting the turf. What a great idea. It was. So um, and so when it comes to it's like, all right, forty six million, it's not going to you know, going to Amazon and just buying stuff. There's a lot of planning yep. that goes in there and a lot of that forty six million dollars unfortunately isn't gonna be to the actual projects. It's gonna go to the planning and the consultants and a lot of that stuff. Absolutely. It's, uh, Absolutely. You know, it's and, but I guess my, my point is all of that will be visible to the residents. So I, I keep going back. You know, I, I, I've gone into the website on previous shows. I'm happy to do it again and take questions on the website. Go into the Fiscal Transparency Center and look. You can see every every dime that gets spent. I, I just don't know how many times I can say it. Right? I, I do have a criticism on the go website ahead. for you. You mentioned how you want you ask people to reach out to Ryan Hamilton. There's no email addresses on the website. There isn't. I was looking for email addresses last night to email, and the only thing that shows up is phone numbers. Unless yeah. you, I don't know if you if you click on people, does it? Unless I don't know if an email comes up if you actually click on the individual. Yeah. But I'll. But well, right now I'll, I didn't. I'll talk to Ryan because that that'll be his job. So. Yeah. Uh, he's in the middle of making sure he's got the description based on Council Ziegler's feedback to make sure the boards and commissions have the description of what the boards and commissions do, so oh, yeah. people have a better understanding. Well, let me Is see. it possible to have a future Methuen police drive for food donation for Methuen kids on Saturday afternoon instead of during week? A lot of people. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, oh, live video interrupted. That's yeah, so I'm looking at like the website right now. So like I'm on the Office of Veteran Services. It has Diane and Paul's phone number, but if you you're not able to click on them to get an email They're not address. Hyperactive. Hyperactive. Okay. No. Um, Sorry, any, Ryan. Are there any? That's okay. He he needs things to do. Are there any future plans for Eversource to update the gas pipes underground in the streets? Um, so uh, that's a great question. Um, there is money coming back to for Eversource to do that. So our paving schedule, just you know, Teresa, is coordinated with Eversource, and I'm forgetting the other utility company. So because we're trying to minimize the amount of times, that, so nothing's more frustrating, even though it could still happen in an emergency case, than paving a road and then having to go to council because. Within three years, we're going to dig it up and, and do utility work. Well, we huh? just had that the Lowell last council Street. meeting for Lowell Street, and we've yeah. had a few of those since I've been on the council. Yep. I know my whole neighborhood has been resurfaced by Eversource because we've all had the meters moved outside of our houses. Yep. So I know it's something that Eversource is constantly doing, especially I think it was three years ago this week yeah. Was the were the explosions in Lawrence. Yep. Seems like doesn't seem like three years, no. does it? no. But I know that's something Eversource is, you know, on top of. Um, it just makes me think of something else because I think you mentioned it as well. The documentary about nine eleven, yep. where the where the Oof. lieutenant, where they're in 
Manhattan looking in for the gas leaks. Yeah, testing the gas leaks. Where, yeah. where, where that's how they found out, and they ended up all just hopping in there. Yeah. But I, I know that, um, so, I, you know, I know it's something Eversource is on top of, and I think they're kind of mandated to, to be yeah. on top of that right now because yep. of everything that happened in Warrants. So. Right. I, I, I'm getting criticized. I got criticized the last couple of shows because I, we ran out of time and we didn't do the ads properly at the end. So I'm going to start them now. So if we could do uh, some of the ads that we kind of sent through MCS, that'd be great. So let's start with the flag football. It's I got them in reverse order, but that's fine. So uh, the fall 2021 season is coming with new flag football. Friday night starting September 24th, seven weeks. And first and second grade at 4 p.m., third and fourth at 5.15, and fifth through sixth at 6.30 p.m., $85 per child. Uh, sign up on the Methuen. I'm guessing that's the website, right? I'm guessing yeah. there's a link on the... There's a link right there. So if you're interested in flag football, I loved get it. that going. You what? I loved it. I, I did it for my daughters. Even though they were cheerleading, they played flag football. And drawing up plays, we did the whole... Tom Brady, Kevin Falk, where I faked the snap Amen. going over my head, yeah, and she yeah. picked it off and went for a touchdown. Well, I, I, I love doing that down there. It used to be at Burnham Road. I'm not sure if it's still at Burnham Road this year. I don't know. Um, doesn't say there. So then we have outdoor movie night. So I don't know what you're doing this Friday. I'm going to be at the uh, Methuen Rangers first Friday. That's next Friday. Is it, am, I, am I off a week? I am. You're right. So outdoor movie night. Maybe there'll be an away game. Uh, the rec department, Friday, September 4th, they're going to do the Sandlot. And I believe there'll be popcorn and water there. So join the rec department. That's free. 7 o'clock, Friday, September 24th. Pickle is, the Beast. Is today the 17th? The Beast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, today's the 15th. 15th, yeah. I'm losing a week here. Constantly. I think next week there, Methuen will be at Haverhill, That's if I'm right. correct. Go ahead next. Ah, Methuen Day. So uh, we have this in English and Spanish. It's Saturday, October 2nd from 10 a.m. to 3, downtown Methuen. There's music, dance, food, fun, and much more, right? And uh, I think the deadline is passed for you to get a booth. Uh, I saw Luan Santos advertising for that on social media. Um, Una Ziegler as well. But come and join us, 10 to 2. Come celebrate. uh, Methuen is going to block off, and I believe there's going to be food trucks as well. So come on downtown and enjoy the day. Lots of things to do that day from 10 to 3. So something's different this year. I know in years past it's always been coordinated with the open houses. Yep. And I think this year it's standalone where the open houses it will is. be Correct. Columbus Day slash Indigenous Persons Day weekend. Depending. Good catch on your part. Next, we get tennis. We get tennis. We get flag football. We get tennis. Let's have some tennis. Starts Thursday afternoon, September 23rd through October 21st. Kindergarten through third grade from 345 to 445. Fourth through eighth grade, 5 to 6 p.m., $70 per child. No experience or equipment required. Let's have some fun in the sun. Uh, So says Steve Angelo in the rec department. So if you're interested in tennis... Come on and get that done because... I'm not sure how much sun is going to be at 6 o'clock on a Thursday night in October. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got to get those lights done in the middle field. Next, i got two more. All right, this is a beauty. So this is, um, this is one the mayor pays for a sponsorship on this, and we've had a great response, so we're about to run... We did, I don't know if you remember last fall, we did scarecrows all over downtown. Every, post had a, every lamppost had a scarecrow that was uniquely decorated with your colors um, and signage recognizing your sponsorship. It costs $150. Um, so 
Is Mickey One Fire going to just put Mike Fluitt back on the pole again in the square <laughs> for eight weeks, or are they going to do a different scarecrow? Uh, they're going to do a different scarecrow. They're going to do uh, Chief Sheehy, put him on the pole. Um, so the scarecrows will be up from beginning of October almost uh, through uh, Thanksgiving, at which time we'll go into uh, a different event or a holiday event. But, uh, you know, help us make the town look better. And, and you know, I, I, I want to make a point. So we have the cleanup schedule for this Saturday, the 18th. The weather looks iffy. I think I'm thinking maybe we punt. Yeah, I saw rain, so we may have to push it out a week. So yeah. uh, we need to contact, talk to Council Beauregard because he's the quarterback of that. But if you're interested in the scarecrow, call my office, 978-983-8505. Talk to Michelle Amber, who does a fantastic job. And by the way, she not only um, records these, she works with you to decorate them. Uh, per your design. So she did a fantastic job last year on these scarecrows. And we're also doing some of the islands in a fall theme, right? So I did have a resident call and say, I think it's disrespectful that they they put a plaque up saying the mayor's dead. And I was like, what? Um, <clears throat> the East End, uh, there's an island near the East End Fire Station that the mayor pays to have it decorated. That's my sponsorship. I'm not. It's not a memorial. It's a, a sponsorship. So, I'm alive and well. And you're going to see that one moved over to like hay bales and kind of a fall motif. And then we'll do. We need to do a little bit more of that to beautify the city. And that's why I brought up the cleanup because I do appreciate uh, the effort to clean up the city. I went to Veterans Park at the end of Labor Day weekend, and and quite frankly, I was disgusted. All right, there's stuff all over the ground. Yeah. Um, so we need to do a better job. I agree. I um, dropped my car off at the garage and then walked to City Hall a couple weeks ago yeah. for a meeting, and I walked Lawrence Street, and it's just trash everywhere. And I think that was why we decided we were going to target that area on the yeah. 18th. Like, we do the parks a lot, which is great, but I think when you're walking the, the neighborhoods, yeah. like, you see more of the trash there than you do. So yeah. I think we were hoping to focus more on... Walk, you know, the, the sidewalks. Obviously, we're not going to have anyone walking down yeah. there two thir- on two thirteen yep. or down with the on ramps at ninety three. But just those major roads in the city where people, unfortunately, I don't get it, just yeah. toss things out their window. Yeah. That's and, a know. culture I'll never understand. No. I got to be honest. So, so, uh, and that's a good reminder that um, two things. One, I've talked to the state. I actually reached out to Linda Dean Campbell's office, and she helped me coordinate discussion with DOT because our exit ramps look like trash. Uh, so the DOT is committed to come up and start cutting and cleaning them. And I haven't been out of the office this week, but I will get a chance to take a look at those um, and provide DOT feedback. Uh, when you call into my office and you say, hey, May, you need to do something about that, I have to turn to the state because they own the off-ramps, right? But if you see a street, to the council's point, uh, in the middle of the city, and there's a lot of litter or uh, weeds or something that needs then put it on C-Click Fix so we can track it, right? And put your name and address. It's it's not, right? Um, I, I, I got right here yeah. in my hand for a future show. We track all the actions on C-Click Fix, and uh, what are they getting done? So my monthly meetings with Pat Bauer. And then I have one more ad left. I have a flag ad. Uh, are we still selling these? So we, we didn't sold have many 175, left. didn't we? I know, I, if I remember correctly, Paul Jensen said they had 175 total and then the last number we got was 159 were sold yeah so i don't know if we ended up selling out those final 16 
Yeah. But that's a great show for the. So that's great showing. The, the, just a reminder, they're going to be on the front lawn of the Nevins on Saturday, October 2nd. And um, uh, they'll have dog tags and the flag. And then at the end of the week, you get to keep the dog tags and the flag, which is really cool. I think they get picked up over the long weekend. I think yep. they're out, out until the 11th. Yep. So uh, if you're interested, uh, reach out to the Veterans Office, 978-983-8585. We're running out of spots. I think, you know, one of the things I'm really happy about is since Paul's come on, and we've really done a lot as a city and a city council to help our veterans over these last few months. Yep. The Purple Heart community, that was, you know, we had that ceremony on on 9-11. Yeah. We have our second read on all the ordinance, on all the resolutions about... The Brave Act about changing some of the parking spaces, and, the, and then also yep. tax breaks for the disabled veterans. So, I've, a lot of times you hear politicians and you know municipalities they use yep. they use the veterans. You know they point them at each other, but no one's really helping. And I'm you know one of the things I'm most proud of with this council is the fact that we are gonna, we are stepping up and trying to help our Agreed. veterans of this community because they're Agreed. the backbone. Agreed. Well done. So, Laurie Devereaux said, "Thank you for all you do for Methuen." I think she means that for you, Joel. And Lori's the best. Uh, Lori, the mayor owes you a cup of coffee. you got to tell me when you're available so we can sit down. So 559, parting shots, Counselor Ed McMahon. Um, we'll get the word out ASAP. I'll talk to DJ tonight about maybe looking at postponing the cleanup day a little bit. Um, just glad to see you back on your feet. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, the biggest thing, be patient with the schools. It's not, you know... Everything that's going on when it comes to the pickup and the buses, there's, there's bus shortages everywhere. I was talking everywhere. to a bus driver the other night who does their route, and they fly back. Not fly back, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Going back, they're picking up extra routes. We get it. It's, you know, it's frustrating, can. and yep. I think the communication is starting to pick up. I talked to somebody today who actually got a phone call. Your, bu- your, your, child's, son is being, your child's bus is going to be late. So just yep. be patient with it. I know it's frustrating to sit outside for an hour and waiting for your child to come home. But going on social media and bitching about it's really not going to fix the situation. Call the schools, talk to somebody there. That's how the problem's going to get solved. It's not yep. going to happen on a Facebook page. Yeah. Or if you've got some time, volunteers, not even volunteer, get paid. Be a bus driver, Drive a bus. be a monitor. Buy a dress, you know. yeah, monitor a bus, cafeteria workers. There's still a dearth of, yeah. of workers and plenty of open positions on the city <laughs> side as well. We've got posts open for assistant assessor, um, for um, AFSME positions, for an employee benefits manager. Our employee benefits manager is retiring in October. Our uh, senior center leader, our beloved Kareen LaCharity, is retiring in October. Uh, so that position's open, and I would hope people are looking at some of these and applying for them. Yeah. So great jobs uh, on the school side and on the city side. Yeah, and just one more thing on that. Yeah. Parents, you also have a responsibility this. Parent pickup, your kid gets out at 2.15, don't start lining up at 1.30. You know, there's no right. Don't be, have to get the first in line, and then you're blocking Tenney Street for a half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, don't, don't complain that when you have your kid as a walker and now you're parked half the way down the street waiting for him to walk there, how traffic's horrible. Yeah. Well, this, you're, you're trying to find a loophole around the system. You can't complain then when all you, you know, if you have, your kid's a walker, that means he's walking home, not walking to your car who's parked around the corner. Right. So trying to beat the system that way is not helping it either. It's a, right. it's a shared partnership. The parents got to do their end. The school's got to do their end. And we'll get there. It's yeah. Just, there's a couple of traffic situations that I've got to talk about with the chief that came up at school committee that... Um, I had to finish the council agenda items, but um, now that that's done, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to the chief tomorrow and say, 
Is there anything else we can do you know, to, to ease this situation? At least, in the, at least, I, I think what you find in these situations is it, it becomes a kludge until there's a routine, right? And right. then things work themselves out. And, and what happens a lot of these times is as long as there's progress, yeah, people have you know, yeah. People get frustrated when the same issues yeah. happen again and again and again. But now if my child's an hour late, now it's 40 minutes late in this communication. Yeah. It's a little easier to deal with. So. Yeah, agreed. Well, always, as thanks as always, uh, Ed McMahon, for being here. Hey, I appreciate your support, especially when we lost our audio. I would have had nobody to talk to. Uh, to the rest of Methuen, stay healthy. Get the vax. Get tested. Uh, God bless you in the meantime. Uh, lots of, uh, after October 1st, we're going to appeal to MCS to go back to twice a week. Um, and maybe even change our time, right? So, uh, so let us know. And don't forget, uh, if you've got an idea about ARPA fundings, reach out to Ryan Hamilton. Uh, we'll see you back here next week on Mayor's Minutes. In the meantime, stay healthy. God bless you all.